Hello and Namaskaram. I am Salila Sukumaran, the founder of Ayurgamaya, an Ayurveda wellness concierge based in Mountain View, California. You are listening to the Ayurgamaya podcast. Through these conversations with great karma yogis of Ayurveda, yoga and other Vedic sciences, I wish to bring to you the treasures of India. If you are a beginner, my mission is to help you develop appreciation. If you are a practitioner, my goal is for you to become confident torchbearers of our immense legacy. May the gods and the gurus bless you. Today my guest is Dr. Sham VL. Dr. Sham is an award-winning doctor and acclaimed Ayurveda medical practitioner. He was the first approved and licensed Ayurveda practitioner by the Ministry of Health, United Arab Emirates in 2003. He is Middle East's only Ayurveda doctor with an MD degree. Dr. Sham is a gold medalist in Bachelor of Ayurveda Medicine and Surgery from the Mahatma Gandhi University, India, and has obtained his master's in Shalya Tantra from Kerala University. He has also completed his MPhil in Business Management from Vits Pilani and has gone on to do a fully certified spa management course from Cleopatra and Steiner Institute. Teaching has always been a passion with the practicing doctor and he started his first assignment teaching Ayurveda to conventional doctors. In the year 2001, he moved to UAE and in the course of his successful practice, he has garnered a clientele that comprises of celebrities, politicians and country heads. He has since been featured in EBC, Star News, Nippon TV and writes a weekly column in a magazine from a leading newspaper in the UAE. Friday magazine from Gulf News. Besides his flourishing practice, Dr. Sham also puts to good use his professional experience in setting up and operating Ayurvedic centers and spas. He has helped leaders in the hospitality industry, Kempinski in the Meridian, the Hilton Group across Europe, Africa, Middle East, set up some of the best-run Ayurvedic spas. The awards that he has won stand testimony to his medical expertise. It is my pleasure to introduce Dr. Sham to you. Dr. Sham, welcome to the Ayurgamaya podcast. It is such a pleasure and an honor to have you. You are a highly, highly uh, respected physician from the UAE and uh, you have you hold several honors and awards. It is such a joy to have you here to explain to the listeners how important it is to diagnose properly in an ayurvedic treatment now any kind of healing treatment requires that the physician diagnoses makes the uh, the the reason for falling sick why this person has this sensitivity all that extremely clear for himself so that a proper treatment plan can be um, created can be tailored how is the uh, diagnosis in ayurveda how is it done differently from western allopathic diagnosis right uh, first of all you know thank you very much salila you are taking a wonderful effort uh, to disseminate you know the knowledge of ayurveda uh, in us and uh, across the globe and uh, thank you very much yeah and uh, coming to your question see uh, ayurveda gives you know a lot of importance uh to the the diagnostic uh, procedures and uh, ayurveda says 
Rogamadau Parikshedha Tadanandaram Aushadam. Right? That means first diagnosis, then only the medicine comes. So it says, you know, even if the physician is well-versed about the medicines, if he or she fails in the diagnosis, mm-hmm. he may get a result, but that is only by chance. Right. So the Ayurvedic diagnosis is so important in, 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 in Ayurveda. However, this diagnosis, you know, uh, is a challenge due to uh, multiple factors involved in an Ayurvedic way. So it is an extremely complex process because there are several variables involved uh, in, a, in a diagnosis. The, we know that, you know, the, the concept of Ayurveda, it moves around the concept of Vada, uh, Pitta and Kapha. The Samya or the balance of the Vada, Pitta, Kapha it results in the health. Mm-hmm. And the vishamada or the imbalance of vata kapha results in the, the disease process. Right. So now when I'm trying to compare, you know, the modern diagnosis versus the Ayurvedic diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are several doctors, you know, who translate the modern diagnosis into an Ayurvedic diagnosis, mm-hmm. which might not work always. Mm, interesting. For example... There are, there are some doctors, you know, who might diagnose, you know, a viral bronchitis as a vata jagasa and a bacterial bronchitis as a pitta gasa. Hmm. Actually, this will not work in an ideal Ayurvedic management. And this is not the right way of diagnosis in Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. And it will surely make, you know, several mistakes also. I'll tell you an example. Please. See, you take the case of uh, a gouty arthritis. Mm -hmm. So some people, you know, they treat gout as vada recta Mm -hmm. and a rheumatic fever as amavada. But sometimes a condition of SLE, a systemic lupus erythematosus, may present with the symptoms of vada recta a condition like Jogren syndrome or a rheumatoid arthritis or a, a varicose ulcer might present the symptoms of Vadarekta. Hmm. And uh, rheumatoid arthritis may present the symptoms of Amavada or Vadarekta. Mm-hmm. So in Ayurveda, it's all about you know the, the spectrum of the diseases. Mm-hmm. For example, when you take uh, the Jura concept, it covers a yeah. lot of diseases which are associated with Sandabo Dehamanasaha. Mm-hmm. So whatever causes, you know, the febrile conditions or pain, mm-hmm. Dabam, Sandabam in the body and mind are considered as Jura. Mm-hmm. When you're taking a condition like Rektabitta, several bleeding diseases can be considered or incorporated into a rectabita. Mm-hmm. Or when you are taking a, a, a condition like gunma, mm-hmm. which is an imbalance of vata due to the avaranam of kapham. Mm-hmm. So a condition which is having a pain and an abnormal mass is considered as gunma. Mm-hmm. Or you take a condition like, you know, udara. Right. 
Udara might have, you know, conditions which can be incorporated like ascites, uh, intestinal obstruction, uh, yeah. perforations in the digestive system. Mm-hmm. So in a modern diagnosis, all these are different pathologies. Ascites is right. totally different from intestinal obstruction. Right, right. But when you look into the chapter Udara, you can see conditions which resemble like ascites, which resemble like intestinal obstructions at different stages. Mm-hmm. So now, mm-hmm. for example, you take, you know, a condition like uh, kasa or cough. Right. You know, it will be present in, in a bronchitis. It will be present in a condition like allergy. It might be present in a condition like pneumonia. It might be present in a condition like malignancy or an autoimmune condition. <laughs> so one may present with a dry cough. Then we call it like vada kasa. Mm-hmm. And another one, when it is presenting it with an yellowish sputum, we call it pitta kasa. Right. Another one, you know, when it is presenting with a clear, thick mucus, mm. we call it kapha kasa. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. it is the same kasa, the same cough, uh, depending on the cause, depending on the stage, you know, different dosha involvement can be there. Right. Right. So in an Ayurvedic way, the diagnosis of a disease, uh, it should be based on nidana or the causes, uh, the lakshana or the signs and symptoms mm-hmm. and the samprapti or the pathology. Right. And uh, in addition, uh, can I talk a little, uh, elaborate or? Uh, absolutely, just, absolutely. Right. Please continue. Right. See, uh, Ayurveda also has a patient-centric approach, unlike the modern medicine. Mm-hmm. So naming of a disease alone is not enough as per Ayurveda. We need to understand which dosha is involved, which stage is that, which thadu is involved. Right. Now, what I have felt is that, you know, the Ayurvedic uh, diagnosis is one of the, the most complex way of diagnosis, which includes several permutation combinations, you know. I, several times I feel like, you know, it's like playing a chess game. Right, right. Right. <laughs> and uh, an experienced physician will make a, a, a strategy, will make a, a step-by-step action plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, sometimes, you know, a physician might take, you know, two or three weeks to modify a pathological uh, condition to a comfortable stage where he can administer a medicine. That is fascinating. That is fascinating. So you're almost like you're playing with the energies of Vata, Pitta, Kapha, bringing it to a level where it can be now managed much better with the medicines, with what you have available. Exactly. You said it right. I will tell you an example. See, imagine that, you know, you are treating a Pitta disease. Mm-hmm. An experienced physician might convert the condition to a Vata Pitta condition mm-hmm. by certain medications. Mm-hmm. See, you are purposely modifying, you know, a Pitta condition to a Vata Pitta condition and then starting a ghee preparation. Amazing. Because right. then the body is able to absorb the ghee much better because it's in a vata state. Correct. Because ghee is, uh, it, it works well in the vata pitta condition than in a pitta condition. Pitta condition. 
Got it. Got it. This is fascinating. Fascinating. So this is all part of the Dashavida Pariksha, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. The the you know thinking of what is the kala, the karana, the desha, what is the upaya? It, this is all part of the Dashavida Pariksha, isn't it? Correct. See, uh, uh, actually, you know, there is a, 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 a systematic approach, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to a, a diagnosis also. Yeah. And uh, out of that, you know, the Shavita Pariksha, it is an easier tool, which is proposed okay. by the Charaka and the Vagbhada. Right, right. Okay. So it's not the entire thing. It is just part of a spectrum of uh, methodologies you use to diagnose. Correct. Correct. So it is a part of the uh, Rogi Roga Pariksha. Mm-hmm. So actually, you know, uh, a, a Rogi is uh, examined, you know, through inspection, uh, mm-hmm. by looking at the patient, through right. palpation, let it be Nadi Pariksha or Mutra Pariksha or Mala Pariksha or the Jihua Pariksha, mm-hmm. that is uh, by inspection right. and by right. palpation and right. through the interrogation. Mm-hmm. While the Roga Pariksha, you know, which is the examination of the patient and the disease, Mm-hmm. It is through the nidanam, that is the cause of the disease, premonitory signs and symptoms, signs and symptoms, pathology, and upashaya, and through the Dashavita Pariksha. Wonderful. Wow, I had no idea. So this is why someone should give at least an hour, hour and a half to a physician. And, uh, you know, when you go to an Ayurveda physician, it's not that, okay, I just get my medicine, take it at home, and it's done. No. Right. Correct. See, it is not only the dosha. Uh, we need to understand, you know, which is imbalance, whether it is a vada or a pitta or a kapha, we need to understand this. We also need to understand the dushya vishesha. Means, you know, which tissues the vada has imbalanced. Mm, mm. I'll tell you an example. Vada imbalance in the rekta thadu will produce a condition like vada rekta. Mm-hmm. Vada imbalance in a muscle tissue will produce a condition like fibromyalgia. Right. Vada imbalance, you know, in a medo thadu, in the fat tissue, might cause carsia or uh, emaciation. Mm. Vada imbalance in the asti thadu may produce osteoporosis. Right. Vada imbalance in the reproductive tissue might cause aminoria or mm. uh, male reproductive issues. Right. So, the dushya vishesha is also very important. Right. 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 Yeah. And uh, see, uh, while uh, examining, you know, I mean, uh, it says, you know, there are two types of examination uh, mm-hmm. for a Leonard physician. One is through the, the direct perception. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's Ayurveda call it like pratyaksha. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, you are seeing a case of psoriasis. You know, it has a, a pattern and it has an, a particular appearance. So by pratyaksha, by direct perception itself, a physician can tell you, you know, you are having a, a psoriasis or a sitmam or a kedipam kushta. Mm-hmm. The second one is through the anumana or through the inference. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, a patient is coming with dry cough. Dryness, it is a quality of the vada. Right. Then you may call it like, you know, it is a vada kasa. Mm-hmm. So these two, the pratyaksha and the anumana, 
uh, along with the the authoritative instructions mm-hmm. constitute the examination mm-hmm. so without having the authoritative instruction which is called upadesha which is given by the acharyas vagbhada or charaga mm-hmm. you might not be able to apply the principles of uh, pratyaksha or anumana into diagnosing uh, a condition mm-hmm. this is making so, me think that you know the samhitas uh, i'm sorry to interrupt you please finish your thought please finish no, no, go ahead thought. go ahead i i'm thinking about the charaka and vagbhata you know even within the samhitas there is slight differences of these methodologies of these uh, diagnoses um, the the you know the the instructions given for proper diagnosis would you please explain a little bit more about that right see in ayurveda there are two schools of thoughts you know one is based on the general medicine uh, which is represented by the the charaka samhita and the surgical school you know which is represented by the susruta samhita Mm-hmm. right and you know of course you know they have a, a clear distinction in terms of uh, approaching a disease one is more of a surgical school and the other one is more of a general medicine school got it while in the uh, uh, writing of the book vagbhada uh, of of ashtanga hridaya by the vagbhada he has uh, included elements of both charaka samhita and susruta samhita Mm-hmm. and he has condensed the information also while writing the book uh, ashtanga hridaya mm-hmm. and uh, vagbhada being a, a devotee of the buddha you know the philosophical school of buddhism has also uh, uh, become a part of uh, in the writing of the ashtanga hridaya right while in the writing of the charaka samhita you know the philosophical school of nyaya vaisheshika sankhya has influenced you know in the writing of the the charaka samhita amazing hmm. right hmm. so uh see uh see a medicine you know it has to be chosen according to the disease and for the deceased mm-hmm. it is the same you know by the charaka and vagbhada mm-hmm. right but yeah. the charaka is little more elaborate in terms of explaining the the 10 means of knowledge for a physician mm. or you know with regard to the dashavitha pariksha mm vagbhada has you know condensed those information yeah uh, slightly right it's the hridaya the condensation the distillation correct. of the information correct mm. correct 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 got it. so but charaka is uh, more detail into that right. uh, i can i can uh, tell you for example you know uh, see uh, when i went for my uh, business school after my uh, md in uh-huh. ayurveda uh, in the first class you know uh, we were taught about you know the basic functions of a manager right uh, i was taught that you know he should know uh, where we stand you know he should know where we need to reach uh, he should have a team in hand you know who are uh, motivated he should have yeah. a plan a plan b and plan c right he should have a control mechanism he should do the planning organizing training budgeting etc right right so that time you know i was actually thinking why did i come to study these <laughs> you already learned it in ayurveda <laughs> exactly 
Charaka has explained this, you know, beautifully, uh, but it was in the management of a disease process. Right. You're an executive uh, manager of the disease. Correct. Exactly. Right. So, uh, before, you know, getting into uh, this, the Savita Pariksha, uh, Charaka mentions about, you know, another uh, 10 means of essential knowledge for a physician. Hmm. Right, mm-hmm. which is you know you were mentioning about the the karanam karanam karyam karya yoni etc. Mm-hmm. Actually, mm-hmm. these are not the savita pariksha. Mm-hmm. These are you know the means of knowledge a physician should have. Okay. The, or a business. That's what or, I, a, or a business yeah. manager should have. Okay. Yeah. Makes Will sense. Will be interested to talk about it or? Absolutely, we can touch upon it briefly and then please. Uh, please give us some more knowledge because a lot of that is on the internet as part of the Shavida Pariksha. Right. See, one is called, you know, uh, Karanam. Right. See, Karanam, here is the physician itself. Right. So it is defined as, you no know, one who does the action. He is the cause and he is the doer. Mm. So a physician need to self-analyze Am I an expert, you know, for treating this condition? Mm, step one. Or is it a case, you know, which has to be referred to my Shalyadandra expert friend? Right. Right. And uh, Karanam, that means, you know, uh, the, the drugs which we use in the treatment or the instrument which we use in a procedure is the Karanam. And... Uh, Karya Yoni is where we stand. Mm. For a physician, where we stand is the imbalance of the thadus because it is a patient who is sitting in front of him. Right. So where, we, where I stand is at the imbalance of the thadus and at the imbalance of the doshas. Right. Now, the action or the karya is to balance the doshas or to balance the thadus. Right. And uh, what is the outcome of that action? That is the right. karya bhala. That mm-hmm. is the attainment of health and the happiness. Right. Right. And uh, anubandha, that is the uh, lifespan or the health span. It is the after effect of that, uh, the attainment of health and happiness. Which right. Ayurveda call it like anubandha. Beautiful. The next one, it is uh, very important, you know, in the context of the Dasavitha Pariksha. Mm-hmm. Charaka says, Desha or Karya Desha. Mm-hmm. That means, is the location or the place where the action has to be done. Mm. Mm. So, so, the place is, you know, the patient. Right. Or the places, you know, where the patient lives. Right. So, the Dasavitha Pariksha is for the Karya Desha, which is mentioned by the Charaga. Mm. So, the Dasavitha Pariksha, the tenfold examination, has to be done for the Karya Desha, which is the patient. Right. And uh, Ajari Charaga talks about, you know, Kala in that context. Kala means, you know, that which undergoes transformation. Mm -hmm. The ear and the face, 
and uh, then you know it is the pravarti or the initiation of the therapy mm-hmm. and uh, then it is a proper management or upaya mm-hmm. right these are the, mm-hmm. the the 10 means you know a physician should know before starting the uh, uh, the condition you have mentioned many times the importance of prakriti pariksha in diagnosis and you have used the words of the vata energy the pitta energy the kapha energy would you please explain a little bit more about why it is important for the physician to understand the prakriti pariksha in diagnosis right see uh, uh, this part you know we all might know already you know because uh it's lot of discussion you know going around you know the prakriti analysis right. so it's easy to explain say a vata disease in a vata body type is difficult to treat mm. while a vata disease in a kapha person might be easier to cure right nature so, is on your side correct so different medicine it has to be chosen according to the body type mm but before getting into the details you know you need to understand that the body type of a person it is determined by the shukla shonida factors you know that is the the sperm and the ovum mm. the status of the garbhashaya the diet and the activities of the mother and the mahabhuda predominance you know at the time of fertilization contributes to the formation of one's body type amazing and Amazing. keep it in mind that the body type of a person will not change for the uh, entire life mm signs and symptoms of the change in the body constitution is a poor prognosis mm-hmm. so on account of this you know this uh, shukrasonida factors garbhashaya factors diet and activities of the mother you know you know that you know we categorize into vata pitta kapha vata pitta pitta kapha vata kapha and the samaprakritis right but in practice right. we might not get the samaprakritis we get mostly dwandva prakritis or mm. the single prakritis mm and the analysis of the prakriti or the body type it gives an idea about the status of the health with refer- with, with regard to the characteristic of a person or the physical strength of a person about the digestion of that person about the metabolism of that person about the immunity of that person and about the predisposition of a disease condition because it's easy mm. for a vata person to get vata diseases right right and you mm-hmm. take another example you know in the scenario of covid right different people have different symptoms yeah This virus, state. you know, yeah. This virus may cause different symptoms in different prakritis also. Yeah, true. Right. Very true. And uh, the medicines or the shodhana therapy, it has to be selected, you know, according to the prakriti and according to the kosha of the person. Mm-hmm. So the prakriti is very important, you know, to customize uh, a therapy or a medicine. It is very important, you know, to determine. uh the prognosis of a condition mm-hmm. say like you know i said vata disease in a vata prakriti is difficult to treat right right so the application is very beautiful if you are interested imagine that you know a pitta person is having a vata disease mm a pitta person is having a vata disease 
Mm-hmm. Now, Ushna is good for Vada. Right. But, But not in this context, <laughs> correct. In this context, you know, we cannot use Ushna Jagatsa because his mm-hmm. Prakriti is Pitta. Got it. Yes. So, what can we do in this context? So, we need to go for Brahmana therapies mm. or we need to go for Tarpana therapies mm-hmm. and you need to go for the Mathura Rasa Pradhana Dravyas. Yes. Since it is a Vada disease in a Pitta person. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah, at another example. Yeah. Yeah. Look at another example. Imagine that, you know, a Kapha person is having a Vada disease. Mm. Right? So, here we can use the Ushna Jagitsa. Mm-hmm. Because, Because Vada means Siddham, Kapha means Siddham. Yeah. So, we can immediately go for Ushna Jagitsa. But in this context, a treatment by the Snikha, treatment mm. by the oils, mm. and a tarpana jigilsa or a sandarpana jigilsa by the guru guna is contraindicated mm-hmm. yes we don't want to nourish we don't want to oliate correct yeah Now, we want to do rokshana correct again possibilities imagine that you know a pitta person is having a kapha disease mm. a pitta person is having a kapha disease we cannot do ushna jigilsa yeah but we can do ruksha jigilsa Mm. because kapham is nikham pittam is nikham mm. so you can do a ruksha jagatsa with tikta rasam or kashaya rasam fascinating it's very fascinating right yeah so but it is uh, it it's bit difficult you know to diagnose uh, the prakriti uh, in a patient because several times the vikruti in mm. my mask the prakriti that was going to be my question how do you determine the prakriti when somebody presents with a really all over the place vikriti right so the prakriti has to be assessed you know based on the the pre morbid state that is right. before the disease mm right yeah see a, a, an experienced physician you know might identify the prakriti of a person you know within minutes mm-hmm right but mm-hmm. a, a student or a, a, a doctor you know who is just start practicing should take you know detail you know into uh, writing you know what is the prakriti you know what was it 5 years before what was it 10 years before right right so yeah. uh, the prakriti assessment of the prakriti is uh, extremely important uh, in the the diagnosis process that is why you know i mean prakriti is the first component of the uh, dashavitha pariksha yeah makes total sense it was very important for me to understand my own prakriti to start adopting dinacharya to maintain my health uh, a lot of wellness management uh, advocates and uh, ayurveda enthusiasts do the body quiz to understand their own prakriti yet many people are against it saying it is uh, the right way is to go to an ayurveda physician and get it properly diagnosed what do you right. think about these practices that exist i personally have benefited and i am a huge advocate that everybody should know their prakriti so that they can use good methodologies to maintain their health 
right it is very important see ayurveda proposes you know a daily regimen and seasonal routines and uh, dietary instructions right but actually it has to be personalized according to the body type mm-hmm. see for example ayurveda says brahma muhurte utishte that is you know mm-hmm. one should wake up in the brahma muhurta mm-hmm. right so before you know setting the alarm for tomorrow at 5 o'clock yeah if it is a kapha prakriti he need to ensure that you know he got you know 8 hours of sleep mhm so he should go to bed you know by 9 pm mhm while you know if it is a vada prakriti even if he goes to bed at 11 o'clock still you know it will be healthy for him it's okay for him to wake mm-hmm. up at 5 o'clock because he is still getting you know 6 hours or 7 uh, hours of sleep okay right and uh-huh. uh, for a kapha person you know as i mentioned before he might not require you know that much of uh, oil therapies every day right while a vada person might require it every day mhm yes you know in the clinical part also it is very important for example a vada person has a shorter life span mm and a vada person you know frequently suffer from the diseases mm and a vada person have you know the flickering mind yeah while That on I the other it. side <laughs> while on the other side a kapha person uh, he or she lives long yeah and suffers less from the diseases and more strength comparatively mm-hmm. so it will be easier you know maybe for a an ayurvedic doctor to treat a kapha prakriti than a vada prakriti mm. hmm yeah yeah it is very fascinating how how these basic energies you know once we intuitively get the basic energies we become empowered to take care of our health till we come to a point where we absolutely have to bring in an expert like you to manage our health better right it is very important to have a personalized consultation uh for assessing the the prakriti and ayurveda gives a definition you know for uh, a physician a physician is the one who can differentiate a vikruti from the prakriti is a good physician beautiful yes right yeah. a physician who can differentiate a vikruti from prakriti is a wise physician yeah yeah you were talking about sara you were talking about the qualities of each dhatu would you speak a little bit more about it so that individuals who are listening you know clinicians who are listening or even just people who are interested in ayurveda can know okay this is how i know my shukra dhatu is at its optimal my uh, right. you know right. mamsa dhatu is doing great how would you please explain that a little bit more right see uh, sara it's a it's a beautiful concept uh, the term sara it is used in uh, ayurveda as a measure to assess the health of an individual mm-hmm. it says saraani ashtau purushanam belamana vishesha jnanartham upadishyante that mm-hmm. is to assess the the strength or the health of an individual see uh, before you know getting into this topic you know uh, see for a disease to happen you know there are two essential factors mm-hmm. one is the imbalance of the vada pitta kapha mm mm-hmm. and second is called 
ധാതു വൈഗുണ്യ ഓർ ദ സ്രോതോ വൈഗുണ്യ ബിക്കോസ് ദ വാദ പിത്ത കഫ ഹാസ് ടു മാനിഫെസ്റ്റ് ഇൻ എൻ ഇംപെയർഡ് ഓർ ഇൻ എ വീക്ക് ധാതു ടു പ്രൊഡ്യൂസ് എ ഡിസീസ് ഇമാജിൻ യുവർ ടിഷ്യൂസ് ആർ ഓൾ ഓൾ ഓഫ് എക്സലൻസ് even if vada pitta kapha imbalances it cannot manifest into a disease process true because your tissues are all healthy right vada pitta kapha can manifest a disease only on a weak sara thadu mm right makes sense yeah makes sense so unlike the prakriti i mentioned you know the prakriti you cannot change for the entire life yeah but sara is different sara changes throughout the life hmm sara is a result of sahaja bhavas are also already there the genetic mm. factors are already there mm-hmm. from the uh, the maternal paternal side you know the sara is nourished mm-hmm. and uh, sara it is a result of ahara bhava means mm. from the dietary habits right thadu sarada it is a result of vihara bhava that means you know one who follow a strict daily regimen and seasonal routine will have a better sara so we are not dinged when we are born with a certain prakriti let's say like vata we can still have optimal health if we watch out on ahara vihara exactly because we nourish the sara and right. thadu sarada it is a result of agni thadu sarada is a result of srodas mm thadu sarada it changes according to the age of the person mm-hmm. right so yeah. keep it in mind that you know the essence of a particular thadu is called sara and ojas is the essence of all the seven thadus mm that is very unique i've never heard that explained like that before so sara is the essence of a particular thadu and ojas is the essence of all the seven thadus so ojas is the overall score of sara mm so it's like you so, have individual marks in each subject and then you have the final tally correct so when you are you know making an overall score you know ayurveda categorizes the sarada into pravara sara that is superior you know who possesses optimal strength self confidence you know uh suffers less from the disease as all signs and symptoms of good ojas will be there right while on the other side an inferior one uh will have less ojas in such cases a physician need to assess the thadu kshaya lakshanas mm. whether you know he is suffering from any depletion or decrease of the thadus mm what would and be some signs for uh, a general depletion of dhatus for, for example you know calcium you take emaciation mm right you know that you mm-hmm. know i mean the muscle tissue is not of proper sara right or you know the skin is of dryness dry mm-hmm. skin mm-hmm. or you know uh, scanty hair mm-hmm. right or hair yeah. falling it yeah. indicates you yeah. know the rasa sara is not of good quality right and these are some of the major concerns for people especially during these stress 
multiple times. You know, they're losing hair, losing sleep, disturbances of the mind, Get in it. health. Get it. See, um, see, Ayurveda says, you know, uh, uh, the assessment of Thara, uh, of Sara, can be used as a tool to predict a disease process. Mm. For example, you know, I assess, you know, the Sarada of your body, a weak Sara for your Rektathadu. So that there might be a possibility that you might get a condition based on the Rektathadu. Let it be imbalanced by Vata, Pitta or Kapha. According to the Didharas, it might vary. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Sara Pariksha is important to predict the disease, for assessing the immunity, for assessing the disease prognosis, for understanding the ogres. It is all uh, very important. Amazing. See, Amazing. So, in a clinical diagnosis, you... Uh, Need not to go for, you know, diagnose whether you are a Rasa-dominated person or you are a Rekta-dominated person. Rather, you know, you can sum up the overall score. Mm. See, uh, Sara is, you know, majorly uh, affected in several disease conditions also. So, Ajarya says, you know, you take Vadavyaki or you take a condition like uh, Rajayakshma mm-hmm. or you take a condition like Pandu. Mm-hmm. or Udara, mm-hmm. the Sara is depleted. Mm. So, according to me, Sara is, you know, is of uh, much importance than the Prakriti. That's what I feel several times. Mm, because you are looking at the individual components of the health. Correct. Yeah, yeah. And if you can manage it at the individual places, then you have already brought it all up to optimal. Correct, correct. So, yeah. Rasayana is all about improving the Sara of a person. That is the ultimate. Yes. That is the ultimate definition of Rasayana. Yes, You're nourishing the Dhatus at their very basic level. Correct. So, Rasayana is the science of nutrition, science of targeted nutrition. Mm. Beautiful. Yes, makes sense now. Yeah. You have also mentioned the importance of geography and herbs and where the treatment itself is done as another very important part of your toolkit of how you tailor the treatments. Would you please explain a little bit more about that? Correct. See, uh, this is uh, uh, very, very important uh, because, you know, I practice Ayurveda in uh, India as well as in, in Dubai. So uh, this is uh, very important. See, uh, in, in an Ayurvedic way, uh, desha means, you know, the geographical location and the, the flora and the, the fauna of that patient's, you know, residing place. Mm-hmm. For example, you take, you know, uh, uh, treating a fibromyalgia condition in mm-hmm. a wetland like Kerala. Right. A physician knowingly or unknowingly will choose a kashaya or a medicine which is kushnavirya in nature, mm-hmm. rukshaguna in nature, mm-hmm. because it is a wetland, you know, right. I mean, we are used with that practice. Right. But such a practice, it might not work in an arid land like Dubai. 
100% makes sense right yeah for example uh, when i'm treating you know a myalgia condition uh, in kerala kashayams you know like varanadi kashayam rasna saptakam kashayam rasne randadi kashayam you know these are some of my favorites uh, mm-hmm. while i'm treating that condition in kerala mm-hmm. while uh, giving the same medicine in dubai it might not work right right so uh, so we need to understand whether it is a jangala desha or a vada predominated place mm-hmm. or a wetland or a it is a kapha dominated place mm-hmm. by the desha you also need to understand which body part the disease has manifested mm-hmm. see for example you know there are uh, you take head region it is considered yeah. as the kapha kapha desha right for example you get a migraine headache which is considered as a vada pitta dosha imbalance condition mm-hmm. so in a migraine condition we define that a vada pitta imbalance has located in a kapha desha which is the head mm-hmm. and has produced the disease mm. <laughs> so my medicine will not be vada pitta balancing since the desham is the shiras Mm. So, um, so I might go for a pitta kapha balancing medicines in the first stage. Some medicines like uh, patyaksha dangam, patyaksha thatriyadi, or amrutotaram in the first phase, ensuring that you know the kapha is controlled there. Then you might treat for the pitta and the vada. Amazing. it is just mind blowing the detail that goes into the analysis that you do it's not a matter of looking at the symptoms and giving a medicine that goes and targets one part of the body you have all these variables that are playing into your diagnosis that's incredible incredible so the ayurvedic diagnosis is not just about you know naming the disease mm-hmm. and uh, suggesting a medicine from the therapeutic index this is uh, not the ayurvedic uh, way of uh, treatment see ayurveda says even if you do not name of do not know the name of the disease if you know which dosha is imbalanced if you know which thadu is uh, imbalanced there or involved there if you know the causes of the disease if you can understand the pathology of a disease if you can understand which stage of the disease it is you need not to name the disease right doesn't even matter correct because yeah. new new diseases will also come right right so desha is very important uh, kala is also very important i mean uh, the season mm-hmm. right uh say for example you know the 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 treatment in winter for a particular disease will be different from treating a condition in 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 summer the other other season right right yeah right for example you think of you know a a, a pitta disease uh which has occurred in a summer season a pitta disease which has occurred in a summer season oh, the next season is the rainy Mm-hmm. because rain uh, the upcoming rainy and the autumn seasons provoke and imbalance pitta mm-hmm. 
so you need to be uh, specifically cautious about it right while a small pitta disease which occurred in an autumn season it might go by itself in the next season which is winter mm yes so the kala is very important fascinating fascinating some of our listeners are clinicians and from everything that you have shared if there is anything that you want to kind of wrap it all up and share with them so they can start to use it in their practice that will help them what would that be dr sham correct see we couldn't you know complete the entire dashavitha pariksha no. right <laughs> it's impossible so, we'll have to be here for the whole day right so to quickly wrap up you know i would say you know the pragrati has to be assessed uh, the vigrati has to be assessed sara has to be assessed uh, the samhanana has to be assessed and uh, the pramana uh, the measurements you know it is very important the um, the anthropometric uh, measurements now you know we use it in centimeter and kilogram earlier mm. you know he was using you know swa anguli mm mm so you measure you know the height weight body mass index uh, yeah. the skin fold thickness you know you measure the the body circumference you know all these were measured you know that time also right right and the barometer is right here your own anguli correct and uh, 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 habituation that is an important element of the dashavitha pariksha the mental strength is an important element aahara uh, shakti uh, that is you know the quantity of consumption and the the digestive po- uh, power vyayama shakti is important vaya is important you know there is lot mm. about you know the dashavitha pariksha so what you can see here to wrap up you can see that you know there is an extensive uh, list of examination let it be a trividha pariksha or an ashtasthana pariksha or a dashavitha pariksha you know but there are physicians you know who will do all these in 15 minutes also yes i have heard this about is... physicians i'm sorry i'm excited to share this that i have heard about some of the uh, very venerated physicians from kerala who would just diagnose by watching the patient walking to them and they would exactly. say this is what you have <laughs> right but this is with experience right this is with years of experience and this is with the backing of the samhedas mm-hmm. you know you are able to quickly translate you know the pratyaksham and anumanam into a diagnosis process mm-hmm. but i would suggest you know the beginners and the students should do an elaborate assessment yeah right and yeah. we may need multiple sittings also with a patient Mm-hmm. one sitting you know you might not get you know the entire details yes so therefore you know don't be shy about you know i mean taking one hour for a diagnosis or you know asking for one more sitting right so yeah. go through the same process you know the step by step process but at some time you know you will also be uh, diagnosing a condition in 15 minutes mm. <laughs> few years later Yes, yes. Um is there anything that you see that you wish was not being done that way? Is there anything any practice that you see that is being taught in the schools or uh, 
in the educational institutions that you feel is going away from the essence of Ayurveda. I recently had a client reach out to me and say that I went to an Ayurveda physician and he just gave me pills uh, like uh, ibuprofen and uh, um, the, uh, the allergy medication. And he was like, is this an Ayurveda physician even? So, you know, I had to then connect this gentleman to an Ayurveda physician, a proper Ayurveda physician. So I see that some of the students who come out of Ayurveda are practicing either kind of an amalgamation and they're not understanding the, the, the incredible depth and the powerful tools for diagnosis that classical Ayurveda equips them with. Is there anything that you observe that you think can be made better? If you, if you just take, you know, the elements of, you know, the diagnosis, you can understand that, you know, it is a far superior science, you know, than the modern medical tools, you know, which is available. Right. Right. So, uh, as you know, I mean, our Prime Minister Modi, you know, I mean, uh, says, the first, you know, you need to have, you know, the confidence on our uh, system of practice. You need to have the confidence on our science. Yeah. And secondly, you need to be proud about our Sanskriti. You mm. need to be proud about our culture. Yes. Right? That's what we stand for. Yes. Then all this will, you know, fall into place automatically. Beautifully said, Dr. Sham. Thank you so much for your time. We know you are an extremely busy physician. Where can people reach you? How can they reach you and get some time with you? You are doing online consultations or do you not have time for that? Yeah, seldom I do online consultation, but I, I practice in the clinic. I'm based in Dubai. Uh, others can reach me on through my Instagram or uh, through my Facebook. Mm -hmm. And uh, that, that, that would be the easiest way. Instagram or Facebook is <laughs> easiest now, right? Yes. Yes. Thank you. And I will put all the information in the show notes. Thank you so much for spending time with us. It was such an honor and a pleasure. We wish you many, many years of great, great work in the world. Thank you, Salila. I truly enjoyed, you know, being talking with you.
Baro 